You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Away we go. Post-game call-in show. The number there below. Make sure if you're in and you have something to say, you dial that number, 850-805-5911. I'm filling in for T. Lizzie. There's my man, Gene Williams. You know that. And you guys, I don't know how they're going to respond tonight. Gene, this is actually kind of interesting. This is weird. We said before, I don't, like, I, I've taken these notes. I take copious notes during the game. And I had all this stuff down, Jeff, for, like, after all the first half. Play, like, man, the, the worst, I mean, Norvell shouldn't be, or, or Adam Fuller shouldn't be let back in the locker room. Let's clear everything out. Let's just make the change. And I, I, I was telling you beforehand, that might have been the worst half of defensive football I've ever seen from Florida State. And that's saying something. We've seen some really bad halves of football. And maybe the best half of football I've seen in years. In that second half, just completely shutting them down, give you a chance. We get to the offense later. To me, the defense is a story. I know Louisville got a little bit more conservative, but did they? I mean, Jeff, look, you looking at this, did they figure something out on defense? Were they more inspired, or what was going on there? Well, they actually started oddly enough to win some one on ones, Gene, and they weren't early on. And I, and I just I don't know if they make a couple plays and then the next thing you realize you, you, you you're in a position of confidence that you haven't had before, because guys actually broke on the ball and made plays. They also tackled well in space. We set the edge a lot. They, they went for a short period of time. They went to zone after they were getting killed over the top and man. And the next thing, you know, uh, they, you know, you see basically Louisville decide, okay, well, we'll run the ball, but Florida state, Got off the field in the second half, Gene. The first half, you know, I'm sure you took the notes. I did too. Uh, at one point, Louisville was nine of ten. Yeah. On third down. Yeah. Um, well, and, 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 and Jeff, nine yards, six yards, nine yards, eleven yards, four yards, eight yards. It wasn't like they were all getting. Oh, they got a third and one again. They're pounding yeah. it in. It was third mediums, third and longs every time, and it was automatic. That middle zone was so soft every single time. It was just pitch and catch. It was unbelievable, but I think they went. I think they went zero for eight after that, Jeff. I'm, I'm not maybe incorrect, but I gotta go back and look at the stats. Well, I think they, they might got, have gone zero for eight on third down after that. They got one. They got one. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, just the one. No, no, I'm keeping it with one you. One out of eight. One out of nine. Whatever yeah. it was. No, it's the adjustments uh, were made. It's crazy that you can look so bad in a half and turn right around and and look as good as they did in the second half. Now Louisville made 
some mistakes, I think, maybe in beginning to shut it down early. There's a lot to look at here. I will tell you that if you thought going into the half that this likely ends in a massacre, that this likely ends with Louisville scoring well into the 50s, Florida State in a position where they get beat something like 55 to 20 Mm -hmm. or 55, 27, then you're probably sitting here, oddly enough, pretty encouraged because they were defiant. They played physical football in the second half in both the run game on offense and the way they tackled on defense. You could tell once they got a few hits on Cunningham, he began to be that the bad version of himself mm-hmm. that we talked about. This was stuff that we thought we'd see to open the game if they were going to have a chance is to get some hits on him. He had all day early on, and he's hitting guys on third down and really played some pretty good football. I, I, I'm still wrestling with exactly how I feel about this game. I I hate sitting here at 0-4 trying to tell people that I'm encouraged. Yeah. But I've got to tell you, I was encouraged by a lot of things that happened in this game. First of all, they found something, and they fell back to it time and again on offense, and it's the two running backs, man. We've been begging for them. It's Corbin and Ward. It's the Corbin and Ward show all day long. Those kids ran hard, ran tough. They showed elusiveness as well as toughness in between the tackles. There's a lot to be excited about. Thank you, Eric, for your donation. I saw it pop up. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, Eric, that's one of our pillars. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, buddy. Cheers to you. Um, It's weird because when you lose a game, you're not going to sit around and talk about how great you feel. But I don't feel terrible. I don't feel terrible. They're not a good football team. They don't have great personnel. They gave up five sacks, Gene, on offense because they're they're basically Robert Scott got whooped all night. And, you know, I well, Jeff, to be clear, the turf monster got two of them. <laughs> he did. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, it, you know, I will tell you this. Uh, I think. That their choices are so limited. That you're going to like the idea that you just. Okay, well, we'll switch to this or switch to that. There, there ain't a lot to switch to. Yeah, I mean, they don't have many options, not up front or at quarterback. I would say you're talking now. You're talking about offense, and that's what I totally agree. That's the thing. The defense is frustrating to me because I think they can play better. As we saw, they are capable of playing physical. They've got some talent up front. They've got some, at least they've got depth in the secondary. Uh, a lot of breakdowns as we've seen the uh, this season. But I think you're right on offense, Jeff. They are so limited. You know, what they can do, especially with McKenzie, man, I, I mean, it, it, they're going to tell the story a million times in every game what a great comeback it is. We get the story. But, man, he's still – I mean, he fell down twice at times. Yeah. He's he's not going to run – I mean, there's so many times when he could have stepped up, could have run for 10, 15 yards. He just can't do it physically. I get it. It's not his fault. And then you combine that with below-average wide receivers – it's a tough recipe. This offense just is never going to do anything. The only thing you can do is run the football occasion. And like you said, the whole story is, I mean, Corbin ended up with what? 150. What's his stats here? 159 yards on 11 carries. That's pretty darn good. Oh, they ran um, the ball, Gene. They ran the ball. And over we- 200 yards. So that's what you can do. But that that's kind of it. You yeah. can't stretch a team vertically with this quarterback and this receiving yeah. core. You can't do it. So teams just pack it in. And you hope you can run. The problem is when you run in an obvious situation, they know. Yeah. And they just stack the box. You can't do anything. So I don't, I don't know what you can do offensively or limited defensively. Like I said, at halftime, I was ready to say they need wholesale changes in that defensive staff. But then they played an incredible half. That's why it's so hard to talk about, at least from the defensive perspective. Offensively, 
this team is what it is with the limitations. Although the one thing I will say, and you may disagree with me on the Jeff, I can't stand the fourth down calls. I mean, I'm so sick of going for it on fourth down all the time. And I know the analytics geeks, but what the computer doesn't tell you is when your offensive line sucks, when you have no confidence, when you try pulling trick plays on fourth down all the time, that's got to work into the equation too. You can't just go, well, the computer says on fourth and five from your 38-yard line, you go for it, or whatever the situation is. There's more to it than that. And I don't think Mike Norvell's weighing everything when he makes those calls. I'm going to tell you that just as you say, there is more to it than the analytics and just the percentages. I will say there's more to these fourth down discussions than saying yay or nay based on the results. One of the reasons this team continues to fight and play as hard as they do is that dude is playing to win at all times. They're 0-3. What the hell else do you have to lose? You read the room, Jeff. He's not reading the room when you're lying. You're getting blown up every time on fourth down. At some point, you go, you know what? I'm punting. My defense is playing better. You know what? I'm going to do that and not put him in a hole. Because you went from 10 nothing down to 17 nothing like that. It's the second game in a row they've done that crap deep in your own end. Yeah, I would tell you this. There are moments that I agree with you. I'm not saying that every time he goes for it, I'm like, yeah, go, go for it. I am saying that I don't mind him being uber aggressive with a team that's not going to win anything. It, sh- it shows confidence in their ability. It tells them he's playing to win, that he's unwavering in his confidence in them, even in the midst of overwhelming evidence that he shouldn't be. He is. I do think that that's how guys buy into a coach. They buy into the belief that he has in them. I'm not saying it was right every time today, but I didn't have a problem with a lot of the fourth. You know, the problem is when you're over, it tends to stick with you a little longer. If you go over 10 and you're going to say, well, yeah, that's just it, Jeff. I'm saying that if they convert on a couple of those, we're probably not having that conversation as often as we do. I thought the one in the first half was yes. Was, was shaky. I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't. they did that two weeks in a row and it put you in such a giant hole in the first half. Now it could have been, they could have punted and they could have gone on and scored anyway, but at least with a momentum swing with a team that is fragile, I don't like giving the ball back in your own because you know it's 100% the defense is, the other team's going to score on you. Here's the good news. And by the way, Ed, thank you so much for your. Oh, uh, and Ed, that's one of our, that's yeah. uh, DeLuna Coffee, man. Check him out. I know. Ed's a good, good guy and, uh, and showed up big when I went and spoke over in Pensacola. He uh, stocked me up. I'm still drinking a little coffee. So what'd you get, Jeff? What kind? Every one that they make, <laughs> every bag that they have. I ended yes. up. I just recently finished with what was the hurricane? Whatever. There was the graffiti bridge one that I had. We got the blue angels. I've had blue them all. angels, man. Yeah, I like the blue, blue angels. angels. I do. Uh, yeah, Drew. At least Wuhan Dabo lost. That's nice to see. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, update. Clemson lost finally. They. NC State missed the field goal. Wasn't it two or three years ago they did the same thing? NC State beat them and they lost the field goal. Yeah, missed missed the, it. And yeah. then they came back and won. This time they missed the field goal and NC State came back and won. So I want to I want to do something here, Gene, because this is – and I know that immediately following a game and when the emotions run hot, and this is the first time I've been on with you in a post game like this, The I want to know for all the people that are going to be livid after each and every game, and that's fine. Everybody can be livid if they want to be, or they could be euphoric or something in between. I am curious, what is the expectation that you have moving forward? It, it, do you go into these games expecting that Florida State, like, let's say, okay, against Syracuse, you're going to go in expecting you should win the game, that you think you can win the game. Okay, fair enough. How many games does Florida State have left where that is your reasonable expectation based on what you see with this personnel? 
How many games are you going to look at? So you're going to say UMass, Syracuse. Yeah, I'm pulling up the schedule. Okay, name another one. Uh, that may be it, Jeff. Honestly, I mean, obviously NC State just beat Clemson. That's yeah. that's going to be tough. In Miami, maybe Derek, if Derek King checks out, <laughs> I mean, you got a shot, but I wouldn't say expectation. So I don't know. You, you're, maybe you're looking at two wins. Well, here's... but are we looking at this point? We're just—I mean, look—it's minor victories. You're looking for some progress. You saw progress in the second half. I know, guys. Hey, at the end of the day, the LZL—it's the worst. What seventy-four? Are we now? What was the year? Zero and four. Seventy-four. Zero and four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a worse since that. I get it. And at the end of the day, you got to start getting some W's. We saw progress in a half. Now let's see. Can they can they actually carry that over to a full game next week and beat Syracuse, beat UMass, and then be competitive? Maybe you pull out one win in those last five games. Maybe one of those games. Maybe Miami. Maybe NC State or BC. Even though BC another one. How about that ACC versus the SEC day? I know. I know. Beat well, down Missouri. Take that. How do you like that SEC? So this defense is going to understandably receive the vast majority um, of the ire. Uh, and, and I think especially because you're in such a, a mountainous, a cavernous hole because of that first half where, where Louisville's playing pitch and catch. It is hard for me to imagine that you could do that in, in, in a half and then look as good as you did yeah. in the second half, but it's true. So I'm not saying there won't be changes at the end of the year. I'm not saying that this is a good Florida State team or that even this coaching staff is doing a good job. I wanted to see evidence that this team – would get better as the game went on, as the season went on. I think there's something to build on for that second half. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. But these okay. two competing things can be true. I think that, that you can get better, you can show progress, and you can show that there is a time in the not-too-distant future, uh, two years from now, let's say, that Florida State will be a good team. It's not now, and they're not going to be good next year either, by the way. No, I don't know. Well, it depends how you define good. I mean, good has been redefined yeah. the last couple of years for Florida State. Well, let's I will say on the show. Look, look, Jeff, if they hold this class together, I mean, you look at, I mean, when you get, I mean, heaven forbid, I mean, hopefully Maurice Scott comes back at some point. I mean, you, you look at the Robert Scotts, you look at the, I mean, the Washington's, those guys all coming back and we think Atkins is a good coach. You know, you're bringing the ball, you're bringing basically everybody back. And I know that the saying can be, well, they all suck now. So how's that going to, but no guys do get better. You're bringing in a really good recruiting class. You get a couple key transfers. I think you could be – there's all the building blocks that you could be decent next year. But like you said, Jeff, it ultimately comes back. You need to show progress, both both for this team to build with what they have here and to hold on that recruiting class. You have to continue to show progress. You can't have one wild half where you're down, one where you're up. You need to go out and play games. Look, like you said, you beat if you, somehow you beat Syracuse, you beat UMass, maybe you pull out one of those other games at the end of the year, and you're playing the Clemsons, you're playing the Florida somewhat competitively. At this point, that's all you have, but I think that's a, a achievable goal that will get you to where you need to be going into the next season. I wondered, and I think the answer is typically a resounding no for almost every fan base, and I think that will hold definitely true for ours. I wondered if things, if you had some injuries on the offensive line, if you played poorly, if if your personnel uh, at wide receiver was as bad as we think it is currently, I wondered, I thought, do Florida State fans have – the patience to go through the kind of year that it looks like we're going to have because the answer is going to be no for the best yeah. anybody that is commenting on our boards or on twitter and social media in general the answer is going to be no because that is always a a, a vocal group that's going to be angry but i'm wondering that uh, as a whole do they because they don't have a choice 
and and and, and they're they're yeah, not yeah, the whole firing. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. You, you, I don't care. What, now, could they shake up some of the staff? Sure. Sure. They're not firing Novell, so get over it. He's going to be here next year. So at this point, look for progress. Hold the class together, and see if he can do a better job coaching these guys up going into next season. Because nothing major is going to change, nor should it. Stop with the Dion nonsense. <laughs> it, it, but it, but it's there, Jeff. I see it on social. I see it on our message yeah. board. Not a day goes by where there's not a post about Dion needs to be your coach. Get him in here. Go read about the prime prep stuff, people. Tell me, tell oh. me you want Dion to be your coach. If he wants to come in and be a GA or a support staff, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm just going to say that's never going to happen, no. um, and nor should it. But I would also tell you that there's the, the, the level of animosity and frustration that is building within this fan base is unlike anything we've ever seen. And I get it because the program and the entire time that we've been covering this program, Gene, or been a yeah. part of it, either, either as a student or in the media has never looked this bad. Um, and I get it. You know, you're, you're on the back end of what is going to be a stretch that none of us are going to remember fondly. And we're going to harken back many years from now and say, Jesus, that stretch from 17 to 23 was almost unbearable, but it's also not something that hasn't happened to every other program, uh, it, it, you know, in, in, the, in the history of college football. So unfortunately, when it's your turn and it's ours, that shit doesn't feel good. People can't yeah. handle it. And, and, and I've always said, Gene, we know it. Losses happen for a reason. And when you watch them play out, even if intellectually you had wrapped your mind around what was about to happen or that you thought could happen, when you actually see how it happens, it affects you emotionally. And I love that college football fans are passionate, ours included. But, you know, you're not going to get you're not going to get a reasonable level headed. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Be patient. We'll be good. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So we should we take some calls, Jeff? Yeah. How do I do it? I don't even know how to. (laughs) (laughs) We know they're in line. There's several in there. Matt, can you help us out there, Matt? Matthew doing a great job for us producing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look. Of course, of course, Tom Lang bails on us. That little bastard enjoying the Ryder Cup. By the way, what are we up nine three, Jeff? We were up nine three, but then I, I I was the afternoon session was happening, and I really couldn't get an opportunity to uh, to watch it. Um, So I don't know how the rest of the day ended. I I know that the Euros were on their way back. By the way, Finns fan, thanks for the donation. Should run the triple option with Jordan Mm -hmm. Travis. Well, Jordan Travis wasn't. He was not healthy. No, he wasn't available today. So I don't really know. Uh, basically, um, what you can do because every time he does run, he gets hurt. He gets hurt. Well, but for a couple plays, if he's if he's healthy next week, run that. I, I'm with you, Finns fan. I say run him a few times, he gets hurt, and then take him out. But I mean, he's probably good for a few long runs. When you go through a rebuild, real quick, and I, I will take calls when I figure out how to here. <laughs> um, but but uh, when when we and I'm gonna actually pull this up so that I can see how to do this. Uh, when you go through a rebuild, it's funny because people will say, oh, yeah, I can handle that as long as we're showing progress, as long as there's something that I can see that we can fall back on, as long as you're seeing even behind the scenes that things are organized and buttoned up and that perhaps you have a chance to actually recruit even in the midst of all this. But they don't really mean that. Nobody really can. No. Nobody's ever going to be really patient at all. I mean, it's, it, they just aren't. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to see how to make how to take calls. I do want to take calls. Uh, We're trying, I- guys. We yeah. we do want to hear from you. We're not trying to censor you. 
No. We no. like you. I'm sure, you know, we got our friends Gator Kirk and all them are on the line probably. No, what's going to happen is I'm going to take these calls when I get a chance. Oh, there they are. I can do it. All right, Jeffrey. Look at you, tech whiz. Uh, so I'm assuming I'm just going to click on these buttons here and uh, and, and go through um, the, the folks. Oh, there are- we go. It says Eric says we're up 11-5, Jeff. There you go. That's pretty good. Nice. I think that's – how many do you need to win it? Uh, we need to get to 14 and a half. Here we okay. go. Here's Gator Kirk. Let's see if I get this right. Gator Kirk, are you on the air there with us? Yes, sir. Oh, How are you doing? Look at, look at Jeff. You're here. Great. Aslan would be proud. Dude, I'm figuring so. things out on the fly, guys. Give it up. <laughs> hey, hey, old dogs can lo- learn new tricks. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, probably more proud of this uh, than anything I've done in the last it- five years. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I love all the things y'all do. So I'm di- I'm disappointed we didn't win, but it seems it seems like we're always talking to the prom queen, but just can't get her phone number. When are <laughs> when are we going to be able to get those digits? And do you guys think that maybe we should go up up tempo because it seemed like we had a little more success when we did that tonight? Uh, Gator Kirk, thanks for the call. Appreciate. Yeah, it. thanks, Gator Kirk. Good to hear from you, buddy. Um, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, nice, nice to hear from you guys. Y'all, you guys are great. Go Knowles. Go Knowles, buddy. Oh, is that the sound it's supposed to make, Gene? Yeah, yeah. He hung, he hung up, or we got disconnected, or whatever. But you know, Gator Kirk's a great fan. Thank you for calling in, buddy. Yeah, it did seem like McKenzie because right, you know, obviously you had that series right at the end of the half, or boom, 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 right down the field, touchdown. He seems to have a good feel for that. I think you got to come with, but again, the identity on offense is an issue. It has been. A, are you a hurry up, throw the ball team, or your running team? You're a running team. It, you got to. You got to. I try think you run. are, Jeff. But the problem is, I've noticed that when they, the other team knows you're going to run. How many first downs did you go for no yards or negative yards? When they line up, they go, okay, they're going to run the football. You get stymied. When we're able to do it, it's when they're not sure. I mean, but I, but I am with you, man. Feed Jay. Jay Sean got the ball. 11 times, you ought to be getting it 15 to 20 times a game. They threw it to him, too. And and I will yeah. say that you do want to work in Ward. I like the balance. I'm okay with those two guys getting the ball, the bulk of the carries. I thought they handled that pretty well today. And and the fact is they don't have a dominant group up front. You're right, Gene. When, when the other team has a chance to get set, uh, you, they're going to win a lot of those one-on-one battles. But they still did a good job of not only did you see them at times catch the perimeter, but they did a good job with inside zone tonight. So – I got to tell you, I, I think that given what that offensive line is and how banged up it is, and they still don't even have Marie Smith back out there, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to say that I actually think as far as running the football goes and the way it was called and schemed up today, you've got to give them a lot of credit. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bad football team that's not going anywhere, uh, so you're going to see them fail and lose a lot of one-on-one situations because they're not good enough in the personnel. But there you are in this game. If you think about it, I mean, it's, it's a one-possession game late. Um, after you're getting blown out there. Now, listen, that doesn't undo the nonsense we saw in the first half on defense. I'm with you with yeah. it. I, I can complain about that all day, and I think that's true. But that same group that was getting gashed and couldn't get off the field on third down somehow in the second half rose up and refused to give up first downs and routinely shut down that same offense to get let the offense. And they were physical, happen. Jeff. They were yeah, like very. they point of contact, boom, dude's going down. You ain't pushing me out of the way. They oh, they, they played with the it was nasty. It was fun to see. Well, that's what I mean. And I I just listen, I get it. The vast majority of people after a loss are going to be really pissed off. Florida State's gonna lose a fuck ton of games. They're not any good. This is going to take some time without question. 
And it's not what anybody wants to hear. So when you watch a game, do so expecting to lose said game. I'm telling you, they're not good enough to do much more at this point, yeah. especially if they can't get healthy. They're not better. They're not good enough at quarterback, and they're not good enough on the offensive line. Well, that that matters. Defensively, for I will say this, defensively for Fuller to save his job, the stuff you saw in the second has, half has to be far more consistent. That nonsense we saw in the first half was was unforgivable. And it is something yeah. that, Gene, if, if, if you want to complain about that ad nauseum, I'm with you on that. It was pitch and catch a lot of times in the middle of the field. But we did say before the season began that these linebackers were not good in coverage. And when it comes to fruition, you can't be surprised. Yeah, no, I mean, I was I was going to stand up on this chair. And I mean, last week, Jeff, I said, look, you have to make a change. I think Fuller's the guy. I think at that point you get you put Randy Shannon up there, you demote Fuller. And I was going to be it, it's screaming from the mountaintops. It has to be done. You can't continue doing this after that happened. But like I said, it was the best defensive half of football I've seen in a couple of years. So I don't know. He found magic or something happened or, the, the, you know, it finally the switch well, finally went off for this defense or what happened. But you got it. That's something you can build on, Jeff. You had some actual success on the field which you've had very little of. So, I mean, it's something you try to build on at this point. So, I mean, if nothing else, I think Fuller, at least for another week, I think it saved his job. And I've, I don't know about you, Jeff. I did hear a little rumblings that that might've been on the table here in the next couple of weeks. And maybe they would make a change there uh, at defensive coordinator. But I, I don't, after that second half, no, I think maybe something clicked. Well, I will say this. It probably didn't help. It didn't hurt them that Louisville lost another receiver. Uh, and, and the young man who went down was the one gashing us in the middle of the field. I think the Smith kid. So I do think things got a little bit easier for Florida State. Yeah. It's, um, the first two, first two plays, Jeff, yeah. wide open. The one was out of bounds. He was wide open down the side of the field. We got lucky on that one. Then the other guy runs right down the middle of the field open easily. I mean, again, that's the kind of thing I don't understand when that's happened over and over. How does that happen? Especially in the beginning of the game. That's all you've been looking at at film all week long. You've seen the same exact play. It is weird to me that that happens right off the bat, and it's it's and it was nothing tricky at all. Um, I you know the off the play action, you know they're going to take every team we play is going to take a deep shot early in the game because Florida State has failed to stop those plays <laughs> by and large. So I, I wonder if the passion, the physicality you're referencing, uh, the ability to get off the field on third down in the second half, I wonder if that carries over. I mean, I, I'm going to go into this next game watching, and because that's the biggest area, Gene, that you have to see far more consistency from. I mean, if they get that, they've got a chance to win three or four games. Uh, if they don't get that, yeah. if, it's, if it's a one-time, well, if the defense plays yeah. like that, Jeff, woo, yeah, that'd be, that'd be might be fun. Second half of the season, yeah, really fun. Um, you could find. I mean, listen, before yeah. the year began, we looked at this schedule, and I'll go back to these phone lines here in a second. I do remember this. I remember saying that, well, you've got some wins early in the season that you got to get. You've got a chance to beat Wake Forest. We'll see. You you got to mm -hmm. beat Jacksonville State. Obviously, that didn't happen. You needed to win this game against Louisville. That hasn't happened. One good thing that has happened is the ACC has kind of proven across the board it's not very good. So some of the teams that I had assumed losses for late in the year, I'm not assuming that anymore right now, especially if this team continues to grow and get better as we saw in the second half. They're not a good team. They're going to continue to lose. People are going to be mad at the coaches with each passing loss. I get it. That's not going to change. The, the arguments about, well, 
you know, you fired Willie after such a short time. We've done this. It's an old argument. We've already talked about why that happened. A lot of that has nothing to do with records. Some of it had to do with record. A lot of it has a lot more to do with stuff behind the scenes that we've talked about before. I'm not going to go down that road again. Uh, I will say that if they get better as this year goes on, given what some of these other ACC teams have shown themselves to be, which is not nearly as good as we thought maybe they would be before the year began, then you do have a chance to maybe get to four wins. I don't know what the magic number is. I don't know if, uh, Gene, when you talk to Michael Langston, if he tells you that these recruits uh, are expecting a certain number of wins in order to stay committed. Because to me, the fact that they haven't jumped ship already suggests that the level of honesty before this season began between this coaching staff and those recruits about what we were going to be must have been pretty straightforward and bare bones. We're not good. It's why we need you. I don't know what our record's going to be, but I'm not going to promise you a number. They clearly didn't tell them, hey, look for us to be good. Well, A.J. Duffy came out, obviously, so the story that Michael had up this week said, I don't, I'm don't. i not looking at the wins and losses. I don't care about that this year. So we'll see. That's easy to say that if they end up going 1-11. We'll see if he comes back. And the last thing, I know we got to get to some calls here because I appreciate all the guys waiting here. But uh, Charles Rice, thank you again for your donation. Uh, but here, I mean, yeah, that's another thing we haven't got into, Jeff. The kicking, again, horrific. It'd be a lot different. It was a three-point game there down the stretch instead of an eight-point game. Uh, yeah. Or, or whatever, you know, so yeah. it might have been a little different there. Again, you just continue to miss these kicks. Of course, they kick, they hit the upright, and it goes through the, you know, that, that happens to Florida State. Teams never miss kicks. But it's been bad the last couple of years. The place kicking has been horrific. And I I, I don't – obviously, I think you might, if you can get a transfer somebody in this next year, Fitzgerald's not the solution. He's he's not good. He's, he's missed too many kicks. It's just not doable. Let's go to Robbie. He's got a question about what happens with this recruiting class. Uh, Robbie, uh, are you there? Can you hear me, sir? Robbie, good evening. You there? Should be Robbie. Here. Robbie gave up. Robbie gave up. All right, you're gone. <laughs> I'm dropping Robbie. We're gonna try again. Uh, uh, let's try another one, Jeff. Uh, what else we got? Let's go to uh, Let's go to Josh and see if I can get him up. Josh, are you there? Oh man, did I screw this up? I had this one. Well, <laughs> Jeff, you would see you were you're so in your you thought you were good. You thought this was simple. No, I had it. Are we missing people? I don't know what's going on here. Uh let me see for a second and I'll try it again. Uh Josh in Richmond, Virginia, who's encouraged. Are you there? Mm. The pain. Oh, the pain. Uh all I can do is hit talk, Gene. That's all it says to me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we might just have Gator Kirk. That might be it today. Um, but at least we got one in. You want to try one more? Or are you good? You don't you think you got figured it out, or should we? Just says hit talk. I'm hitting talk. Let's see if Josh is there in New York. Josh, are you there? No, Josh, no, Josh is not there. This hell, everybody. I have screwed this up. Um, somehow it's not working. But I do know this. It says host room, Q room, all of this. Gene Ocala. Okay, let's try you, Gene. Are you there, Gene? Gene's not there. <laughs> There's no help coming. This is like Florida State football. Nobody's coming to save the day, guys. This is the way this works. I got, I took a call. I got it in. It's, it's Robbie. Cool. I couldn't hear anything. Is that one of our callers? <laughs> Robbie, no, no, no. Oh, Gene, we're looking like Florida State, Betty. Oh, man. In the first half. Um, but we do so well in practice, Jeff. Why is it a translating to the postgame? <laughs> 
<laughs> what I don't understand is I've dropped a bazillion calls and they show back up over here. See what happens. Okay. Let's try. Let's try. Mike, are you there? You know what I have figured out? I think you got it? No, I don't, I don't think I have it, Gene. I think uh, I think I'm going to have to check my text while everybody probably tells me. All right, well, there, there's Marlo, and I like Marlo's avatar there, Jeff. He's got the Buccaneers. So what do you think about them against the Rams? Can we change the subject here? You, you like you like Brady against Stafford? I, I do, but I, I don't like the fact that we're missing JPP and Antonio Brown. I think it's a bigger game for the Rams to win than it is for the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks, of course, the reigning world champions, Gene. This means a lot more to the Rams who are trying to get to where Tampa Bay That's are. true. So I do think that uh, this one ought to be um, – <laughs> I think this one ought to be uh, a fun game and, and, and one that I actually took the over. And are you playing your DFS in this thing? Of course I am, Jeff. I don't know if it, I have not done a showdown slate, but I do have a little Godwin in there because with a, with AB out and I figure I'm thinking that uh, our boy Jalen might be doing a little shadowing on Mike Evans in this one oh, is my sure. thinking. So I'm thinking Godwin might be peppered with quite a lot of uh, activity in this one. But anyway, Let's uh, let's get back to talk about FSU. Sorry about that. We're trying to give Jeff a little time. Well, so, let me tell you this: I was able to get Gator Kirk in there, and I can't get anybody else in there. I'm not doing anything different. Well, Gator Kirk has the secret Konami code to get in, of course, because um, he's our guy. Uh, um, I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do: I'm gonna return these gentlemen to the queue so that they feel like they still have a shot. Mike, I haven't given up on you. You guys, I haven't given up on you. What I need to do is have your guy, Terry, tell me what the hell am I doing? Terry, yeah, help us out, Terry. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, jump in here and tell me or text me and say, hey. And while we're this, I'm going to do my – I've been trying to – I started this last week, Jeff, and I'm trying to get a brewery sponsor for the show because we definitely need to drink when we do this post-game show. If you watch Florida State, we desperately need to drink heavily. So let's get a beer sponsor. There's plenty of fantastic breweries around. We'd love to have you on. And Tom and I, and Jeff may come on occasion, we will drink your beer and talk about it and get hammered yeah. talking about Florida State football. Because that's what you do. Here's one, Gene. Do you think what they would? Oh, oh, the Cubano oh, Espresso. Oh, one of my favorites. What did I do here? You went oh, Cigar City, buddy. I did. Cheers. Well done. Well Yo. done. Mm. I didn't know you. Were, I thought you were more a highlight guy. I knew you were into the Cubano Espresso. No, I like both. But um, I just I saved this one here for tonight. Figured. Um, by the way, Gene, we don't know. I don't know. What is, um, <laughs> what's the buyout? <laughs> they see more. Oh, so Jeff, you've lost connection. Please call back in. So I'm supposed to. So our, our call producer is now texting or doing, is that yeah. Terry? That's yeah, Terry. <laughs> but here's the good news, by the way. I've lost connection. Oh, you have to call back in. Is we doing this live again? Everybody sure, can... I'll just, I don't know, we'll talk about it. So let's, let's, you go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll hit some of these, um, I'll hit some of these comments. So, so this team plays hard. Yeah, I, I will say that's, that's one thing that is encouraging. This team does play hard. They fought back. So you think about Thank Notre Dame, you think about this game. Studios host and call screener line. Yes, you get the guys get to hear all of this fun behind the scenes. <laughs> this is some kind of special, uh, I don't know, F up. This is great. Oh. No, you got you got to put all your codes again, Jeff, to get this thing to work. Telling me I got a good call back in. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what happened here, but let's call back in and see. If you we... did not enter a number. Ah! Good <laughs> this is 
the best thing. How's everybody enjoying this, Jeff? We got a thousand people watching this, and they're Thank enjoying you for all calling, our calling Studios host and call screener line. I they should hire you as the offensive coordinator, Jeff. Press pound. Watch this. Watch all right, let's see if Jeff pulls this off. Enjoy this, everybody. Here we go. Watch this. Here we go. Here we go. Enter your six-digit pin number. Okay, I will. Boom. Boom. Um, where, where the hell is Aslan? <laughs> no pressure, Jeff. Welcome, host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the interface. Let's see. Well, let's not celebrate. Hey, 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 I'm back in, baby. I'm back in. Let's see if this works. Okay, we're going to try this again. Let's go to Gene. See if this works. Gene, are you there? Hello. Boom! Yeah! <laughs> you go. Hey. Gene, welcome. Good, Good name. Yeah, there you go. I'm working, baby. I'm working. Hey, hey you're doing like the defense did second half. Mm, persevere. That's yeah. right. We're overcoming it. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I just, it's a lot I would like to spit out, but the one thing I just really want to, um, you were saying some things before. My question would be about the defensive coordinator. What would they do? But the main thing is, you say what we're going to hold on to. No, I've never seen this. I've been a fan since 86, 87, 1974, on four. But I think the thing to hold on to is just the fact that we have the number six class. And you have that kind of vision of, well, hey, Travis Hunter can make that play. Hey, Sam McCall is probably going to be able to cover that guy. Hey, Maybe our quarterback can maybe put that ball in there a little better. Those are the things to me that you're holding on to after you see these monumental on three since 76, on four since 74. Hey, thank you for what you guys do. I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. I thank you, Gene. Good call. call. Thank you, buddy. And I'm glad I was able to get you on. I'm sorry about some of the problems there before. I don't know uh, what I did wrong before, but hopefully I'll be able to get some more people in here too. Um, you know, I, I want to point to the fact that it's this. There's a, there's a cumulative effect, Gene, to what's going on with Florida State football, and so if you want to go back to let's say 17, uh, let's go all the way back to the end of Jimbo, because I'm not one of these guys that has blamed any one person. I don't think this is all Willie's fault. I don't think this is all Mike's fault, and I don't think this is all Jimbo's fault. I think there's a yeah, I agree. A yeah. lot of th- a lot of things that happened that led us to this place, and. It's, it's not something that you can overcome because you'd like to overcome it. You'd like this to change because it's hard to watch. It's taken several years to get to this place, and it's going to take another few more at least to get back to a place where you can have reasonable expectations of winning. And I know nobody wants to hear that. And the guy that's in the seat at the time that the losing is happening, right now it's Norvell. Prior to Norvell, it was Willie. When these things happen, the frustration mounts. There are other factors beyond the losing on the field. And I have said this a lot when talking about the previous regime. Willie wasn't fired because of his record. I know, yeah. unfortunately. They don't want to hear that, Jeff. It's all well, you, 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 you look at your wins, your losses. That's all that matters. Well, what I'm saying is you did have an interim athletic director say publicly six and six isn't good enough. Well, that was dumb. David shouldn't have said that because that's not the reason Willie got fired. It's one of the reasons Willie got fired. I mean, he wasn't doing a good job. They weren't winning games. And there were no signs that that was going to happen. But I'm not even talking about off the field. I'm not talking about on the field. I'm talking about the stuff off the field. That's what got Willie fired. That His coaching staff, he and his coaches didn't see eye to eye, didn't get along. Frankly, they hated each other. 
they they were a mess whenever they hosted players in recruiting. You had complaints from parents and players alike. Recruits, five-star recruits sitting around like there's nobody there attending them. They don't know where to go. Nothing. I mean, it's insane. You, now you see recruits show up. They are met by a cavalcade of coaches every time they come up to the Moore Center. I mean, it's night and day what you see. And you're talking about that. And, and I get the, And I understand most people from the outside go, well, it wasn't this bad with Willie. So why is he fired? Norvell's been given a leash. I know, I get too. The surface so I, I understand. I'm not saying you guys are wrong, and I understand where you're coming from in this stuff. But like Jeff says, man, it's it's what we've seen with our own eyes. It's when we talk to people inside the program. And when I talk to people inside athletics, inside the Seminole Boosters, and just the train wreck that went on before at the end of Jimbo Fisher's tenure and during Willie Taggart, it's just it's nuts how bad it was. And I don't think we we can ever emphasize that enough context matters here you can't just look at wins and losses and nothing else it was bad i mean look at guys were lining up backwards jeff oh uh, yeah no. you couldn't get how many times special teams well, they couldn't get 11 guys on the field you're not seeing that now you're still getting guys who are doing stupid ass penalties and this was heck you didn't have a turnover you only had two or three penalties in the game that's encouraging although you had the one hit it's barely questionable but if a quarterback's going out of bounds move, don't yeah. hit him up high was that Brennan Gann, I think, who did that play? I mean, that's just that's ridiculous. Yeah. But those things are we're seeing a reduction in those. You're getting eleven guys out on special teams to look small victories. But Willie Taggart's group, Jeff, the spe- I mean, is I've never seen anything so dysfunctional. Well, but, but the point would be, and I and I don't want to relitigate that and harp on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think but what I'm trying to say is I mean, I could go on for days about the end of Jimbo's time here too. Mm-hmm. We could do that. This well, it might have been worse in terms of the discipline. That might oh, have been even God, more horrific. Went on at the end. We this was going towards the side of the mountain then, and there was a lot of stuff going on off the field with him then. So, my point isn't to say this one guy is the reason that we're losing. Whether it's this guy or the last guy or at the end of Jimbo, it's the culmination mm-hmm. uh, of a lot of things, and so. At this point, I think that the the hole you have to climb out of is fairly significant, and it's not going to happen overnight. So losses are going to continue to mount, and that is frustrating. Um, so, and by the way, this dropped me out again, and that is not on. Oh no! Well, listen, I'm looking at the status. It says that the connection disconnected. So this is on Tom's equipment. This is not on me. I have not sure, Jeff. Oh yep, man, yep, yep, yep. the single button since this happened. Uh, why that's dropping, I have no idea. You guys want to hear me? Go- now I'm a pro. I will get us back. I will connect us in two seconds, but you're going to have to hear Well, me. I will give Jeff, you do that. I'm going to give some score updates because, I mean, I, I'm starting to look at this. So did Texas A&M lose? Did, that, is that, yeah, did Arkansas, yes, Arkansas beat that ass? Well, here's one for you. Tennessee 14, Florida 10. Wow, letdown game. Ooh, let's sing some Rocky Top. We will be playing. I don't know. We'll probably get flagged by YouTube, but I play some. If that held up. Now, look, it's, it's still – Sometime in the second quarter, that may not hold up. But you knew, and I wonder about the I know you guys probably, you might have, was that one of your picks, Jeff, on college well, sports? Yeah, I, I talked. Because I thought that, I mean, you think about the emotions of that game they had against Alabama. You could just see that was right for a team not to cover. Yeah, it's a letdown game. You can absolutely see that it could be a letdown game. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. They may end up. Uh, they could come back. But, yeah, that's, I'm not surprised. That they're call struggling. in studios, host and call screener line. To hear this Please again, enter your show or meeting number and press pound. And West Virginia's up seven nothing early against your other favorite team, Jeff. Enter Oklahoma. your six-digit pin number. That game, Gene? Seven nothing. 
Okay. West uh, Virginia. I've been uh, ripping Oklahoma since the start of this year because um, Spencer Rattler looks to have taken a step backwards. Welcome, yeah. host. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the call-in studio web interface. Yeah, we can do it. I can take calls again, guys, but I, th this is not me dropping this stuff. I don't know why this has happened. Um, so, do you, do you want to take a call before it drops you off again, Jeff? Yeah, we can take another call. Let's do I mean, that. I, yeah, uh, let's go. Let's go to Josh. He's in Richmond, Virginia. He's been waiting very patiently. Let's see what we get here. Hey, Josh, uh, you're on the post game show. How are you, buddy? Hey, are you there? Yeah, we're here, Josh. We're here, buddy. Turn your radio. Well, I say your radio down, but maybe your computer yeah. down. Yeah. Okay, now I got you. Okay, yeah. talk to me, buddy. Hey, hey, I just wanted to say, you know, like people say, what's the progress? What's the progress? Where where were we last year and where were we this year, you know? And one thing I saw last year is all the time people were out of position. They were, you know, like why did – there is like always a max truck size hole for running backs to run through. And it's like right now I see him losing one on, you know, the 50-50 balls or missing the tackle, but it's like at least they're there, you know. And last year they didn't quit or last year they quit. This year they did it. And, you know, y'all have already touched on it a couple times, but, you know, last week penalties, oh, my gosh, it's been the plague that killed us. But to see us, to see us go from like, you know, 100,000 penalties, you know, to four penalties for 30 yards this week. And that and that one, like you mentioned, was that was a Bush League call. I mean, the guy was still two feet in bounds, you know. Um, but I just want to say, like, hey, and the fact they didn't quit, and it shows our staff is making adjustments and, you know, they're, they're working with things. I felt like they had a better game plan this week as far as staying more uh, straightforward with the game plan. You know, um, they they did try that one gimmicky play which I thought was interesting, but, and they did actually kick field, try to kick field goal that one time in the fourth quarter. Like I felt like last week they would have gone for it on fourth down, but um, I mean, that's, that's the improvement I see, you know, and. Hey Josh, I, let me, I, let me comment I, on, on some of what you said here. It's a good call and I appreciate you uh, lending uh, your observations. Uh, let me, let me, let me do this. Uh, let's, let's talk um, real quick about what he just said. Uh, and Gene, one of those things obviously was an, a field goal attempt on fourth down where mm -hmm. they didn't go for it there. And, and they do, obviously they do need this kid to make a kick. I mean, and he can't miss a, you know, at that game's 31 to 24 in the fourth quarter. If, if you had converted those situations, you're, you're pretty frustrated that you're, you're chasing all along, but I think that there is something to the fact that they, and obviously that game plan defensively in the first half, not good. But that second half adjustment and that fight was real. And I do think that while, yeah, I agree with you, Derek, it's nothing to brag about. It is an mm -hmm. actual sign of progress. Yeah. So when you see a team committing fewer penalties, now I don't get as caught up with certain types of penalties that other people do. If there are penalties of aggression, if there are penalties where it's a bang-bang play, I don't get as angry. When you can't line up or you have too many men on the field, or false starts and things like that, that mm -hmm. stuff is ridiculous. That makes you wonder what's happening in practice. The, the other stuff, a kid holds because he's beat. I'll live with it. It's not ideal. It's going to happen. Guys try to get away with those things all the time. 
if you've noticed the last two weeks, our our opponents have committed more penalties than Florida State. There's a narrative that you're going to hear from ESPN's announcers because our reputation precedes us. I think that also happens, Gene, with these officials. Anything close, we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Part of that is years of not being disciplined. Part of that is what's happened most recently in the last couple of years. But you've noticed any of these 50-50 calls where they're near the boundary where they're out of bounds somewhere close to any any kind of push any kind of shove anything that is borderline Florida State's not going to get that call and you have to know that too by the way if you've got a guy yep. running out of bounds obviously you're there if you got a guy running out of bounds and you know he's stepping out his, his momentum everything about the way he's running tells you he's going out of bounds you don't have to push him yeah, yeah. Malik Cunningham on third and long was going out of bounds. There was no reason to even touch him or just hug him around the waist, guide yeah. him out of bounds, don't go up high and hit him. I yeah. get it. This quarterback runs around, you want to hit him. In which, to your point, Jeff, we saw that last week. And I think Ira mentioned this when against Wake Forest, when the play, when the guy runs out of bounds, he falls down. The crowd goes, ooh. Yeah, the official is blocked, can't even see the play, but sees, well, a guy fell down, it's Florida State, let's throw the flag. Um, you're right, the reputation per season, but yeah, officially it says four penalties for 30 yards. I'll take that every day. And like you said, they're getting lined up, we're seeing a reduction in that, that is a good sign. I know people are just, oh my God, they lost, they're horrible, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it's it's small things at this point, as low as Florida State is, man, we got to grasp at anything we can at this point. Look, they're more disciplined. They improved, they didn't give up, and they're cutting down on penalties and no turnovers. How about that? That's another one. Uh, let's do this. Let's go and get another call. I think I've managed to to make this happen here. Uh, Tyron wants to ask, uh, FSU's a blue blood. Why are they still rebuilding? Let's find out. Um, Tyron, are you there? Oh. Yes. Uh, Hello, awesome. Dean. Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> 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 Apparently, I've got yeah, a good fire you, man. You can't manage the call screener, Jeff. What's going on, buddy? I figured it out now. I figured out what was happening and why we I've were been the second half. It's the second half, Jeff. Good Los that way. Angeles, we have 80 degrees weather. I can't wait all the time. This is LA. We don't wait for things. Oh, man. <laughs> but you did, Tyron. You did, buddy. Because I want to make my point. I'm going to make a, 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 some fast point, and I, I like to hear you guys comment. Um, I'm glad you guys brought up the uh, Willie Taggart because I called and talked to Gene about that um, last week. But only then, I just want to say something small about that. I would love to have Tinder Bryce as my offense coordinator. I would love to have Jim Levitt as my defense coordinator. By the way, um, Tinder Bryce is killing it at Arkansas. But guess what? FSU had him. But anyway, um, that's my point on uh, Willie Taggart, and I'm just going to move on because we, we're going to disagree on that. Um, I, on about the recruiting things, a lot of people talk about recruiting. Guess what? FSU out-recruit Jacksonville State. You want to hear Jacksonville State recruiting class? No, 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 no. We know it's awful. We but we're, 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 we've already okay. said that. That, uh, that conversation has already happened. That loss was unforgivable. It will stick with okay, this. Louisville. Yeah, okay, Louisville. Okay, move on to Louisville. Thank you. Do you know that FSU out-recruit Louisville? Mm-hmm. Sure. Wake Forest. Wake Forest is not a blue blood. You know, FSU actually out-recruit Wake Forest, but guess what? We're losing these games. Uh, I do want to make one quick point. I, I look at um, Michigan State and Mel Tucker. Yeah, he's done a great Michigan job. State and, Michigan State and FSU, um, the time that Willa Taggart was fired, 
was actually at the same level. They were around six and six, six and seven. Yep. Mel Tucker and Novell had the pretty much the same recruiting class. No, Novell had a better recruiting class, but they had the similar record during the COVID. Yeah. Uh, Mel Tucker was two and five, and um, uh, I think FSU. Was hey, so I'm going to answer this. I'm gonna, but, hey, Tehran, I, I got you. Uh, I got you. Appreciate you. Uh, th- I, I'm going to answer you. I think Mel Tucker is one of the best stories in college football this year. I actually know a little something about this because of the college sports book show that I do. I interviewed um, people that, that cover Michigan State, and I also did my own research because I had to preview that game against Nebraska for tonight. Um, Mel Tucker, and this is something that Norvell has to think about and I think is efforting to do. To Tyron's point, it's a great point because, one, you can – unequivocally say that Mel Tucker has done a better job in a short period of time oh, yeah. than Mike Norvell has done. So that nobody's nobody's denying that. You know who else has? Pittman at Arkansas. He's done a better job than Mike Norvell has. Nobody, these arguments are not of the extreme. Nobody says that because a guy has to stay that he's a better coach or is doing a better job than some other guys who are in similar rebuilding situations. We're not arguing that those two gentlemen aren't doing a better job than Mike Norvell. But guess what? They have jobs. You can't go back and do it all over again. Mike was Mm -hmm. hired. He's here. And so now it becomes about what can you do to improve the situation you're in? Mel Tucker replaced 40 players, Gene, 40, 21 of them were in the transfer portal over the last two years, 40 new players on that Michigan State team. He recognized an unmitigated disaster and said, I'm going to flip this roster and I ain't bullshitting. I'm bringing in 40 new players. That's an absurd number, and he did that. I think the greater achievement than flipping a roster that quickly is getting them to play together, getting them to play together because you're talking about all mercenaries, and it's rare that you see that. That's where Mel uh, Mel Tucker deserves so much credit. They play together, and they have an identity. They run the ball. By the way, the kid running the ball for them, Walker the third, who's leading the nation in rushing, Gene, he was a Wake Forest Mm -hmm. running back last year. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing. I, I did watch that Miami game. And what, what impressed me about that is, like you said, Jeff, they have an identity. And that's what's impressive because they were – I mean, that game was pretty close to about two and a half quarters. But they just kept running the football and running the football. And then they were Miami was being gashed by the end of the game. So, no, he's done a tremendous job. So is these other coaches. But I can name you another dozen coaches that have not – young correct. coaches that are one or two years that have failed miserably or have not done very well so well, far. It's well, tough to come in and do that. Yeah, not every situation's the same either. I would argue, and thank you, Gabriel, for your contribution. A lot of people are dogging Milton, but he also made a lot of decisions I don't think anyone else in our roster can make, especially in the two-minute trope. Yep, here's the deal. Here is the straight dope about Milton. His brain works the way that high-level quarterbacks work, right? He gets it. He's not physically good enough to do it. He sees it. Yep. He has to make up for a lack of arm strength and a, and a lack of physical tools with the, the ability to process pre-snap and know where he's going with the ball. But when he tries to get it out there on the fly, it is just – it's terrible to watch. It's hard to watch. And here's your, here's your problem. Tyron, teams don't win solely on recruiting rankings. They don't win just because this recruiting ranking suggests they have more talent than this other team. If that were the case, nobody would ever play the games. That's why we see these upsets. Clemson has recruited better than NC State. I promise you. Just really? State today. So these games, they, they happen. They play out, right? If you don't have certain key position, positions accounted for and manned by people that can actually play the game, then you got real problems. Offensive line and quarterback 
are high on that list of things that have to be right for teams to be consistently good. Florida State hasn't had a good offensive line in five years, maybe. And what do they have at quarterback? Oft injured Jordan Travis, who's not terribly accurate. Mackenzie Milton, who they had to try to take a chance on because of the game experience and the success he had had prior to a devastating injury. They thought if we can get anything close to the guy that played at UCF, then we've instantly got a guy that can enhance our passing game. I know why they took the chance. Guess what? He missed a ton in camp because he couldn't practice because he's got injuries and he's not healthy. He's not strong. He's not what he once was. It's a shame, but that's the reality. And Gene, we've seen Chubba Purdy. I've, I've been at those practices. He ain't good. So he's making it, progress and maybe by next year he could be a factor. But right. uh, yeah, like you said, the throw him in right now. And I know there was some talk about maybe at halftime you bring him. I would have been curious to see if they don't have at the end of the half, have that drive would they have actually stuck with McKenzie or Bott and Chubb? I don't know what they would have done there, but uh, we won't know that. But I knew we talked about recruiting, Jeff. We have a five-star, you know, ready to roll here. Yeah. And there he is. Oh, he's this in. This is one five-star that's sticking. He this ain't guy. leaving. No matter how many losses we have, five-star Chauffel is going to be with us. Hey, Ira, thanks for joining us. From hey, that, Look at that picturesque background. That looked like, I guess, none of the fans have left. Yeah, well, there weren't all that many here to begin with. What was, yeah. the, what was the announced attendance, Ira? The announced attendance was right around 50,000. I think it was just over a hair over 50,000. Mm. That was the announced attendance. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I, I'm surprised there was as many people stuck around for the second half as they did. Um, and they actually got loud a couple times in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the fans who stayed were rewarded with at least a you know competitive second half. And it's just uh, – it's mind-boggling how this team plays. I know I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but you know, from maybe the worst 30 minutes of football yeah. we've seen under Mike Norvell to the best 30 minutes we've seen under Mike Norvell, and even in that, there were still a lot of mistakes. But but at least there's something to talk about. It, when it was 31 to seven, I was just sitting there thinking, what what? Could, I mean, basketball starts practice on Friday, but <laughs> beyond that, what would we even talk about? So at least now there's at least something to talk about. Well, let's let's talk about it then, Ira, because we did see a tale of two halves. Florida State couldn't get off the field. In the first half, Louisville converts on nine of 10 third down conversions. That's the story of the game. Florida State constantly leaving guys wide open in the middle field. It's pitch and catch on third downs. Didn't matter if it's third and 14 or third and four. In the second half, the opposite turns out to be true. Louisville can't keep drives alive. Florida State makes great plays both individually and as a group up front. Uh, so you end up seeing uh, this comeback because – they're able to get the ball back repeatedly, and, and they stick with the running game. You saw Jayshon Corbin, Trayshon Ward lead the way there. So I, I have I've maintained that when we came on the air here that I know people don't like to continue watch losses and then hear somebody tell them that there was real progress. But I think it was real progress today. Now, they have to find a way to sustain that into the game against Syracuse. At some point, you have to win games. I want your thoughts, your overview on what you saw tonight because I thought it was the tale of two halves. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you do – you know, look, my, you know, Mackenzie Milton, with what he does every week, has said that there was no moral victories, and sure. and uh, you know, that's kind of that's fair. That's fair to say. That's fine to say, and it's and it's, and it's true. You're zero and four. That's what you are. But at the same time, you know, I think there there was some credit. Some guys deserve credit for at least fighting through it and not just pointing fingers. I mean, the first half, I think defensively, you know, they give up the first big. They give up the bomb. 
And, uh, you know, I think Mike Norvell said afterwards the safety should have been over the top. He, he clearly was not. Miko Dotson, you would think, didn't just want to let the guy run free behind him if he didn't think he had help. Um, so that's a busted play. And there was a, just a lot of confusion, I thought, defensively in the first half. Guys not sure uh, where they were supposed to be lined up. Guys weren't sure what package they were in. A lot of miscommunication. There was a play where Jarvis Brownlee was trying to cover three guys by himself and is trying to get uh, the other players' attention. Nobody's paying attention. Just complete – Just there was no communication. Uh, it was a complete breakdown defensively in the first half. When I, we asked Mike Norvell what they changed in the second half, he basically just said we made a couple adjustments on third downs but for the most part, it was just guys started doing their jobs. Um, you know, I do think what they did in the second half, you'd like to think that's going to give some of those guys some confidence because I really think that that's been one of the biggest problems with this team, yes. offense, defense, and special teams, Correct. is that they just don't have anything they're confident about. I think that's why they're so poor on short yard, third, short yard situations, third and fourth downs, offensively and defensively. They don't believe that they're going to make that play. You'd like to hope that the fourth, the second half, is at least going to do that for the defense. Now, Ira, let me ask you a little bit about the whole at thirty-one to seven. I mean, there's a lot of chatter that you might have uh, a change of quarterback, maybe at halftime. Obviously, then they had the quick drive before the half that kind of changed things. Do you think they? I mean, uh, just being around the program and seeing what you saw on the sideline, were they close to maybe making a change at that point if McKenzie doesn't have that final drive before the end of the half? It's hard to say. It didn't look like it based on what we were seeing on the sideline. I mean, we weren't, you know, you didn't see Chubba getting closer to the coaches or with them holding him close or getting him warmed up or anything like that. Now, maybe at halftime they would have, uh, especially if they just could not get anything going. Uh, but they did get that drive and they got down the field. I think there was one penalty on that drive that helped them out. Um, but that was a big deal. And I, look, man, I, I think for this team to, I don't know what they can, uh, what the ceiling is three games, four games, yeah. whatever it is that they can win. Uh, I think they needed they needed to see what Mackenzie Milton could do for a complete game. And now he's got to play better, but I do think he can play better. Um, I thought he was a little bit, uh, maybe not physically. You know, he's not going to make a lot more throws that he's making right now. But his pocket awareness, he was not very calm in the pocket. He needs to be calmer in the pocket. And he was talking about that after the game. He felt like he um, hurt the offensive line more than they hurt him in terms of pass protection. So. That's something we got to remember. This guy has not played a lot of football in four, three years. Yeah. That may get better. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, otherwise, I th- you know, I think that, you know, uh, the running game is what, what, what concerns me about this, you know, what they're doing offensively is I still feel like the running game is a strength of this offense. And they come out and they do all of these other things with the, you know, things with the receivers going sideline to sideline and, um, you know, just so much. And, I, and I'm guessing they just don't think they can line up and block people. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think they get they get a little too cute, it seems like, at times, and not just, you know, try to win some one-on-one battles. So I, Corbin, Corbin, 11 carries for 159 yards. Yeah, that, that seems like you might want to go to that a little bit more often. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say that, uh, to your point, we came out. This is what happened for Florida State uh, first drive. They, they ran an end around on the very first play of the game. Uh, and then from there, it's a quick pass to McLean, which gets stopped for a loss of one. And then they're sacked because Robert Scott got his ass kicked in a one-on-one situation. So that was the first series for Florida State. Um, and, and then, you know, when they get into a fourth and three later, they try the quick snap gimmick yeah, thing. Exactly. I mean, it's just – it's it's 
all I these things speak to that. Let's just go back to the cute thing. We talked about that in the Wake Forest game a little yeah. bit. And that they were getting too cute. It seems like the same thing. They they keep doing it. Even the beginning of the Jacksonville State game, they did kind of the same. They were kind of being funny well, with the these really little quick, plays on that fourth down play. That the trickeration there you're talking about. The reason is it's to your point earlier. If they line up and just try to earn that with the defense knowing and having been set, they're not going to get it. And they know that. That's- but if you have to go that – it's not – I mean, it's not a crazy – it's not third and 15 or fourth and 15 at that play. If you I have to sit there and do something like that to pick it up, you've got to have a play you've done in practice so you can pick up three, four yards. Come on. Well, Jordan Wilson, my, my belief is that uh, the play does not call for him to not block the guy who's crashed <laughs> down. You don't, you don't think that's the way they drew it up? Really? Because no. when I – He got caught off guard by that. Yeah, when I watched it, uh, he doesn't put his hands on anybody. Yeah, he doesn't move. Um, And that's, and I think that's the bottom line. I think that's what Corey's writing about. Is that you know, look, man, it's just you know, it's not a good football team, and they take turns making you know bad plays, bad mistakes, and and bad plays. And again, the second half, at least, you know, that was about as good a half as they played. Uh, they could have punched in a little bit more. If they're not down 31 to 7, 31 13, mm-hmm. then maybe they make some different decisions in some of those crucial situations, maybe going for it or or trying to kick the long field goal, things like that. Um, but they at least moved the ball in the second half, and the defense did play well in the second half. Yeah. At least gives you something to build on. Was there, or was there any kind of like we've talked about the change in defense, and, I, and we talked about the stats earlier. I think it was eight out of nine at one point they converted third downs. A lot of those third downs were third mediums, third and longs. It wasn't a bunch of third and twos, third and ones. They were just gashing FSU in the right. middle of the field early. Yeah. And they effectively shut them down. I, what was the stat? One out of eight were down the stretch, something like yeah, that, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I it mean, nine what, out of ten in the first half, yeah. Was well, there something schematically different, Ira, that was I, going on? Because it was just it looked like two different defenses in the first and the second half. Yeah. Corey and I were talking about it at halftime because it, it just seems like they're – you know, Corey criticized them last week for playing too aggressively on the corners and getting beat over the top. Then this game, right off the bat, they give up a big play. And then after that, it just seemed like they got super passive and the DBs were just letting, you know, Louisville catch things underneath and coming up. They just didn't want to get beat deep. It just mm-hmm. looked like they were so concerned about that that they want to keep everything in front of them. But they were giving up 11-yard passes on third and eight, and third and nine. Yeah. And they just lost all the aggressiveness. And, I, you know, again, I mean, I think – you know, and Corey was, we were talking about, like, could you call anything differently? I really don't think it's about the calls. I think it's about guys going out and making plays. Go, just go compete. Go beat that guy. Go make the break which on the ball. in the second half, which is. And that, and that is exactly right. And that's what uh, I think Jarvis Brownlee and Andrew, Andrew Parchman, I think we got to speak to him after the game. That was really good that he actually. Oh, uh, stunning. Stunning. I had already washed my hands. I had already. Said I, was, I thought I'd never see him again. Yeah, that, that, that was stunning. big. And yeah. uh, and that was what he said. He actually, I thought he had the most profound statement of anybody in the night. He said, look, in the first half, we didn't win any of our one-on-one battles. In the second half, we started winning some of our one-on-one battles. And I do think that was a big – look, at the end of the day, guys, it's not just enough to play hard. You have to win your one-on-one battles. And these guys aren't that – that was one other thing Corey and I were talking about in the second quarter – is Louisville's offense more talented than Florida State's defense? We can say that this this team is not talented. That's fine. Do we really think Louisville's offense is that much more talented than Florida State's defense? No. You got to go make plays, and it, we can complain about the coaches and coaches get fired because they make a lot of money, but guys have to make plays too, and you started to see some of that. 
it speaks to how broken they are, Ira. And this is this gets back to the you're gonna it's gonna take a while. I mean, they don't have a lot to fall back on. They don't have a lot that they've accomplished at this point. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, to me, that front four played really well, and they continue to play really well. If if that secondary gained confidence in this second half, if that if that happened, you've got a chance to marry this now and have some success moving forward. Because I think the front four will for the most part, give you a fighting chance each week and, and make, make teams play, a, you know, kind of honest. I, th- but that secondary early in this game looked exactly like a group <laughs> that doesn't believe they can make plays. And in the second half, the uber-aggressive way in which they came up and made tackles, what? competed for balls in the air, Ira? Well, they, they, they were forcing fumbles. I mean, I, it, they got a couple oh. crazy bounces, too. They were forcing fumbles. that kept bouncing. Of course, for Florida State, they bounce right back in their hands. The guy who fumbles it, stuff like that happens. But, you, no, you absolutely. Even saw, you even saw linebackers kind of triggering a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what? Guys- what is that? Stunning. <laughs> stunning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was kind of surprised. Well, uh, what did what did Mike say? We were doing this. What did Mike say? He, uh, you know, he just talked about the. He wasn't surprised. He told said he told the team, "I wasn't surprised you guys didn't quit. I would not expect you to. I I saw the response I expected to see, but man, we cannot keep doing this in the first half. Obviously, um, you know, guys, it just comes down to focus. And it, I think it's the same thing he said to them last week. You. You guys have the ability. It's just you just have to carry it over to Saturday. And, uh, you know, I mean, so he was disappointed, obviously, the way they started, disappointed about the loss. Um, he felt like, uh, I think defensively, he said, really, they didn't make major adjustments. He said they, they changed a couple little things on third downs, but really it was just about guys going out and winning their one-on-ones and, and uh, not having the breakdowns. So, I mean, you know, he's still preaching a confident mindset that he thinks it's going to come. Uh, but, you know, obviously hasn't come yet. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have a great record, even if it does come. They're not a good enough team. But if you see fight in direction and you see them start to execute in situations where they can, they certainly competed in that second half. If they win this next game against Syracuse, and we'll see, Syracuse knocked off Liberty, I know, and I'm not really sure Florida State would beat Liberty at this point. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to assume any wins here. But, uh, but I would tell you that uh, if they can get a win – Maybe then the weight starts to come off their shoulders a little bit here. I know early in games you see so many guys looking like they're pressing, and it's such a complicated thing. Confidence is man. It's so it's it's so hard to garner that when you haven't been able to win, and you've been on the wrong end of a lot of losses. It's it's tough to get it, but I mean nobody wants to hear that. And I understand that, but it's it's going to be a long rebuild, and nobody wants to hear that either. So we'll do this every week, but hopefully one of these times we're doing it after a win. Basketball, right, well, practice, basketball practice starts on Friday. Yes, our keeps us. So besides basketball, we will have you covered all from court from court to court, hoop to hoop on warchant.com. But Ira, what else for this game? Yes. What do we have coming up? What can fans look to on warchant.com? Yeah, so Corey's writing his column. He's finishing it right now. He's kind of more of a big picture mindset. Uh, Austin's writing a story about the defense, what changed in the second half, kind of uh, there, and what this, de- what this second half maybe can do for this group going forward because that was – yeah, I mean, it had to be the best half of football Florida State's defense has played in a long time. Uh, certainly in the uh, Adam Fuller era, but maybe uh, you know, maybe in years. Um, and then uh, I, I think I'm back in the three-two-one business because Woo! you know I don't have to write a column about whether or not people need to be fired. I don't think right now. I think maybe we can hold that off for another week. At so halftime, you probably weren't thinking that, Ira. That's that is accurate. <laughs> but right now, uh, yeah, I'm going to go do one of my three-two-ones for the morning. 
And uh, yeah, we've got interviews. We've got a lot of players after, after the game. And I thought they were good, man. People should watch these interviews. I know a lot of people right now are frustrated. You're 0-4. You may not want to spend a lot of time watching you know, people talk about it. But those player interviews, I mean, I thought those guys, I mean, it's, it's a good group. The one, hey, one more thing that Norvell did say I, I should mention. He, he kind of brought this up on his own. He talked about guys buying in and guys being totally bought in. And he said they're getting closer with more guys. You know, he basically admitted that it hasn't been there. And he well, said, Mark Parchment is who he's talking about right there. It perhaps? could be. It could yeah. certainly be. But Maybe he the said, bamboo sprouts are starting to come up. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, he's, you know, he said he's never been on a team where everybody was 100% bought in, um, but he's, he's seeing more guys and more of the right guys bought in. So, so that's promising. All right. I appreciate you, Ira. Yeah. And recruiting tomorrow, uh, FSU did have three official visitors. They think they had uh, some unofficial visitors. Uh, so we'll be catching up with those guys tomorrow. Michael is actually under the weather. Michael and his wife, so people. Uh, it's non-COVID, but we do help. Yeah, good, put in some good, well wishes, well yeah. wishes to them, and hope they get a little better. I think yeah. he said they've got bronchitis, but um, uh, we'll be uh, Austin and the guys will uh, will figure out a way to cover recruiting tomorrow, so people can find out what some of these visitors had to say about the the game. Good stuff, Ira. Man, appreciate it always, man. So yeah. I look forward to Ira's work and Corey's. See you, buddy. So I. I Jeff, I wanted to get the – I meant to get it. I want to stop by Esposito or someplace to get a little bamboo stock behind me, and that's why they so lost because I think I want to break out the bamboo because when they get that win, I'm going to parade that thing. Around. I'm going to go down Tennessee Street and hold that thing above my head, man. When they win games, <laughs> if they have still here, um, however many – yeah, you know, two, three years. Should I bring that into the uh, Monday press conference, bring in my bamboo? Sure, appreciate and that. And stand up there with – Dillingham and hold the bamboo. Hey, Gene, you know, I think, too, something's gotten lost here. Not unlike not unlike the second-half performance from Florida State tonight where maybe there's a glimmer of hope moving forward, I think we really should concentrate on the adjustments I made in the second half of this show. Oh. I feel like – did you notice we went from, oh, this is out of control, nothing's working, we got to get Jeff out of there? I don't know. Somebody find Aslan in a pinch. What are we doing? to how smooth this has gone in the second half. You just got to give guys a little time to get adjusted, get their wherewithal, figure out some how to improvise in some areas, play to your strengths. I mean, this thing's running smooth. I could take 50 calls if I wanted. Ooh, you go, right. Jeff. I mean, I, it's all – it's good. If I ever have to do this again, I'll do this in my sleep, Gene. This is easy. Wow. That's, that's talking some smack. Let's see. Well, I, you can't follow it up next week because you're unless you want to give that to – you want to take over for Tom next week. No, Tom's eager to get back. Uh, <laughs> and I've always said you can't. I, I see, you know, you're talking smack about your second half performance when you can't come back next week to back it up. I could. I could come back. But, you know, I think that Tom does a really good job, and I'm loyal to that guy, and he's loyal to me. I, I don't think yes. you lose your job just because you're out due to injury, in this case, vacationing. Um, you unless know, that's, unless that's you're the uh, – who was the Chargers quarterback who uh, lost it to uh, Justin Herbert? Well, uh, who, <laughs> He lost it for. Well, he he didn't lose it. His, his trainer punctured his lung. His trainer with, yeah, it was Tyrod Taylor. Um, Tyrod, yeah, yeah, that poor bastard lost his job. Oh my gosh! Of all the ways to lose a job, man. Woo. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. So, so let's take some. Uh, like, yeah, a few more calls, and we probably yeah. got to run. I know uh, Matthew's doing a great job behind the scene. Mentioned that uh, we've got the Norville interview up. You can watch on Warchant. We're not going to run it here because you can go to Warchant TV. You go to front page of Warchant. You can watch that video. 
So, Jeff, why don't we take a couple more calls? Yeah, I can do that. And uh, uh, let me wrap this thing up. Let's see. Um, let's pull up Jay here in San Francisco, which nice, Jay. Living in San Francisco, are you? Uh, Jay, are you there, buddy? Sure am. Uh, for look my call. at that, Jeff, man. You're backing it up. I told you, buddy. There it is. I knew Hey, Jay. Jeff. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I mean, we had L.A., so we gotta, we've got to back it up with the better city. Nicely I, done. On. Woo. Look at that. There's a little California smack. A little rivalry between those two. There you go. Yeah. See you, Tyrone. Yeah. All right, Jay. What's up? <laughs> well, uh, really appreciate all you guys. Uh, well, first taking my call, and then secondly, um, your commentary. I think has been spot on. Um, I mean, thinking of it, this is like a tale of two halves. I was completely frustrated the first half, and I really think, in retrospect, the second half, uh, we really, we really battled hard. And this is a different team than like the last three years i think i think we are kind of close however the thing that concerns me is while norvell seems to be a lot more organized based on kind of how we're taking this game i'm a little worried about some of the situational decisions that have occurred over the last four games um i know he's going for sort of the new era of football and going for it on fourth and two fourth and three but he's done it really aggressively on our side of the field throughout the year maybe he's trying to show our team something but mm -hmm. it really has affected us against notre dame and against louisville situationally and just want to know what your thoughts were of that and of the corbin direct snap okay. you want to go jeff on this because you know where i feel on this i am gonna yeah. pound the table on this i think it's complicated i think it's twofold i don't think it's as simple as this was right or wrong in each situation i think he is without question uh trying to send a message to his team that he believes uh, that he believes in them uh, and that he's playing to win and, and that, that in any situation he believes that they're going to be able to execute and that we're playing to win. He also probably throws caution to the wind knowing this is not a team uh, that is going to win the Atlantic. It's not a team fighting to get to the college football playoff. I think you're at a time in your tenure early on where you're trying to send messages to players about I believe in you. You need to believe in me and I'll reciprocate and we'll do this. And I think he's been overly aggressive in a couple of situations. There was one today in the first half where I agree with Gene. I would not have gone for it there. He's put his team in a, in a hole. I also think there were some plays later in the game when he went for it, which I completely understood. Um, and, and he had an opportunity to try to seize a moment and have a guy go out and make a play. A lot of times these fourth down calls are either praised or ridiculed based on the result. And we, we always go back, and I know it's a results-oriented business, but we always go back and we see whether or not it worked. If, if it works, it's a great call. If it doesn't work, you're a buffoon. And I actually don't think that's the way those decisions should be made. So I don't have problems with a lot of the aggression and a lot of the fourth down calls. I have a problem with a few. I also don't think that when Florida State is competing consistently and is on the verge to win, say, nine, ten games and do something of significance, that you're going to see the same sort of aggression. You will see aggression. He's an aggressive coach. He believes in the modern analytics. He's forward-thinking. He's studied them. He has people on his staff who studies them. And I'm glad that he's that. I don't want an antiquated coach who doesn't know. You know, you, you go back, Paul, Chris, and guys like that are punting from opposing teams 40-yard line on fourth and two. That should never happen. So I don't want that. You can overdo it. I'm with you. It's an 0-3 team. He's trying to send messages. 
I'm okay with him saying to his team, I believe in you. And again, and I don't and look, I'm not that far off from Jeff. There are obviously situations. Some of the fourth downs I've been fine with that he went with. And like and Jeff said, man, when you're on the other team's 45 yard line, you got a fourth and one, you go for it. I mean, it, it absolutely you do that. But to me, it's a lot more than just looking at the book and saying in this down and distance, because look, you got to look at a lot of things. Does your offensive line suck? Do you have a running back who you can pound? Are you a team that can go under center and have the quarterback push it forward? If you're going to throw it in a fourth and four, fourth and five, do you have receivers that you don't get separation? If you run that play in practice, has it been successful? All those things have to factor in. It's not just what the book says. And I know for one thing, we know this offensive line is good. When that other team knows you're going to line up and go try to get one or two yards, it never works. The fact that you are so desperate on a fourth down, you try a trick play, on a fourth and short tells me how lack of com- the no confidence you have that you can pull that off. So to me, that says, look, if you're trying trick plays to pick up fourth and short, you know, the odds are very slim. You're going to get them. So to me, all that factors in. So, yeah, I think Jeff and I agree. The one early in the, in the first half was a bad fourth down call. That one, you should not have gone for it. We go back to the Notre Dame game. I thought that was another one. I would not have gone for it in that situation because momentum's going against you. And you know when you lose a fourth down deep in your own territory, that team's plugging it. You're lost momentum. That team's going to score, and you're in a huge hole. And it happened both times. And who knows? It might have cost you both games by doing that. So there is a happy medium somewhere in there. And I think Mike Norvell's on one extreme. I think there's a happy medium he needs to make. Some of those, he needs to read the room a little bit better deep in your own end, especially early in the game. I don't think you go for those. One thing to know, Gene, um, I also think situationally when he's watching his defensive coordinator and, and that group getting gashed uh, like they were in the first half, I think sometimes he realizes in order to win this game, we got to score 45 points. Yeah, but at the pace that we're going, if they're going to score 60 points, you're not going to win anyway. Agreed. At some point, your defense needs to play, and you got you just got to play basic good football and not just play desperate football. To me, it also sends a message to your team, I'm desperate. So we're on our 35-yard line. We're going to go for it on fourth and three or four, whatever it is, because we're so desperate. Our defense is so bad. We have to pick this up. Yeah. You no, know, I, 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 I don't know. That's a good message. That, I think there are moments in time where that has been the case, where I, where it felt desperate and it felt a bit much. Uh, but I'm, I'm just – I hear a lot from this fan base where it's a sweeping, why is he so aggressive we shouldn't go for it on fourth down. Well, I don't think it's that simple. I mean, well, the other one, second half, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fine with those. Yeah, I mean – And I, he is – by the way, the stat was he was one for – the FSU's one – going into that, they were one for seven. They should have been one for eight. They got the pass interference call late in the game. They should have been one for eight. You also got to go on what your results are. If you're bad at a certain situation, don't keep repeating that situation. That's got to factor in it too, Jeff. Yeah, well, but they're constantly in a position to have to go for the trail. <laughs> well, I mean, they fail every time. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't base the decision on solely the result of the play. I think there's but there's you, a reason why they keep failing. Well, but I'm telling you, if you realize that you're down two scores late in the game and you have the ball oh, eight, late in the game, that's a different story. Yeah, I agree. Got to go for it. I mean, yeah, they may oh, not- yeah, yeah, late in the game, absolutely. In the first half, when it's a ten point game, right. it's a different story. No, I agree. I agree. Well, I think we've probably done all we can do here in vetting this. They're zero four. Yeah, can we, hey, Jeff? You got? Do you have a read there for Team Paper, our uh, yeah, our I, our sponsor there? I think yeah, we should gotta, give them a shout out because they are they are we we appreciate them and they give. Here's the thing, great about them. I don't know if you got that read there, Jeff, but I think eighty percent of the when you do when you go to TeamPaper.com, man, I think eighty percent of it goes back to the players. So that is a really cool thing there. And look at you as it, kicking ass out here. Just as it says right there, man, when you go to teampaper.com, use that code WARCHANT, 
you get the all the guys or several players, and I don't know if you have the number of players there, Jeff. You get a ten dollar off thing, and you all those players you get to see all their inside backstories, and you get ten dollars off that thing. That's called the Tallahassee Bundle, and I don't know how many players. There's like a dozen players in there, Jeff. You get to hear all about them. You okay. help to support the players. You all got right. you got the read there, Jeff. Here's what I'm going to do for you, Jeff. Right. I'm going to give you a professional read. What is Team Paper? <laughs> there we go. It's a website created in the era of the NIL to connect you to more of your favorite athletes. Uh, at TeamPaper.com, you'll find videos made by your favorite players for you, their fans. You'll learn personal backstories, hear motivational tips, drills, and more. Team Paper was created for a mission allow college athletes to graduate with more financial stability so when their playing days are done, they can build their professional resumes. 80% of every purchase, as Gene pointed out, at teampaper.com go directly to the player. And if you buy the Tallahassee bundle, all proceeds are distributed evenly amongst the whole team. That's good stuff. Gene was right. There's a more succinct one. That's my fault. But we do have it, and we appreciate Team Paper sponsoring this. Yep. Without question. And so there it is. It's all right there. All right. Good stuff. We want to crank out a couple more calls, Jeff. We're going to get through those. Are we done with the calls? I'm pretty close to done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want that guy. I don't want that. No, we're done. We're done, James. Okay, that's fine. That's good. That's good. Not a lot of great calls. We had people tonight um, that did get through, and we appreciate that. I probably hung up on like seven or eight really good callers early in the show. Like Adam Fuller. Hey, can, hey, can, we, there, can we talk about Texas A&M? Let's talk about Jimbo. Um, yeah. Are so, they, they going to get a little restless there? Now you think in College Station? Well, but. I will say that's probably a tough one for them to take because Pippen's <laughs> in year two of a total rebuild, <laughs> and A&M just lost. Uh, they're in Jerry's world tonight. Now A&M will argue. Well, that's our backup quarterback. Our guy got knocked out of the game. Hey, man. Hey, we deal with that every week. There's we. Uh, I don't know how many different quarterbacks, offensive linemen. Blah blah blah. FSU's gone through, so that's that's life in the big fast lane, guy. I know, I know. You know it. Yeah. Well, that's I, a shame. I know. It's funny. Um, Mark, I'm not done. You can criticize me, buddy, but I'm not done. I'm fine. Everything's going well here. By the way, um, Mark, you should know this too. Uh, you, your your comment that zero uh, and three teams shouldn't go for it maybe the dumbest shit I've ever read on here. Um, <laughs> that's just. It's a clown show. Uh, but that said, uh, I do want to thank <laughs> I love we get this. It's funny. We get to see. So we got a little backstage for the people that are logged in. And Matthew, thank you, Matthew, for producing tonight, stepping in while Tom's been out. He just lost it on that one, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. You said uh, <laughs> Tyler doesn't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Tyler doesn't want to go us to go yet. Thank you, Tyler. All right, man. Well, Tyler. <laughs> We're going. I appreciate it. Thanks for the five bucks. And I'm not even kidding. We appreciate all who contribute and help us out. Uh, that's great. Uh, but there's no other way to break this down. We've already done it. Uh, I'm starving. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how professional that would be. What would we say if we make those four or five plays and we are sitting at three and one? Oh, man. We still say this. We well, make one play against up. Notre Dame, and who knows what's different right now. I really think all of this animosity, angst, frustration is certainly <laughs> the culmination of four years, but it's also, uh, <laughs> but I also think oh, this is great. I also think yeah. that uh, if you beat Jacksonville State, it's probably not nearly as this, uh, nearly as toxic, right? That Jacksonville State <laughs> game is the one. Um, that I don't, I don't know, man. I, this staff is going to have a long road to hoe 
You think this was fun, Jeff? You should have been here for the post-Jacksonville State game, man. That was all I kinds of fun. It was just giggles, rainbows, ponies. It's good I times. I couldn't have done it. I would have just like I get too distracted by the dumbassery that I read, and I shouldn't bother to read it. But I, I do. I'm just like, oh my god, no, get a handle on this thing. Let's everybody gather themselves. Hey, Gene. Thanks for coming, Thank you, Jeff. Man, hey, I appreciate you stepping in. I know this was yeah. Tom. In his nonsense, going on vacation in the middle of football season, put you into this. No, we we understand. We appreciate you, Tom. Yeah. But put you did step up. You you had a bad first half, but like you said, man, you stepped up. You came through, and it mattered. Appreciate it, buddy. Have well, a cold learned, one. Get some food. I've learned. I've, I've learned a new skill. You didn't yeah. hire me to, to to do this. You hired me for other <laughs> reasons. But now I know how to do this. So if anybody goes down, Gene. I'm here for you, brother. There you I, go, man. Now we know. You can step in. You got it down. Got this down. I so like watch it. out, Aslan. Watch out, Tom. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Be good, everybody. We appreciate it. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, uh, Matthew. Thanks, Terry. Thanks to everybody who watched us. And uh, go Knowles. They'll win a game at some point, damn it. Please, please. Be, be good, everybody. Take good care. Good night. Bye.